This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... I poop my pants! I poop my pants! Do not do anything with that. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Standing in the rain With his head hung low Couldn't get a ticket It was a sold out show Heard the roar of the crowd He could picture the scene Put his head to the wall And like a distant scream He heard one guitar Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. This is a much different show than it was last week, for sure. It really was. Last week, we talked to a Marvel superhero. This week... We're talking to each other. <laughs> Which are su- we're superheroes in our own right to make it through the life that we have. We are, but for those listening, it might not be a super on the other end, not having a colossus, like, telling everybody what they're listening to. But you'll like it. You will like it, or you'll turn it off, or whatever. That's the way it is. <laughs> this is usually the part where we say this is a jam-packed show, but this week, not so much, really. No, no, we're just gonna we're just gonna chat this week. We're freestyling. We're yeah. freestyling. Just chill out. Chill out and talk about some things that maybe pissed us off or pleased us. Probably more toward the former than the latter. We're but. really good at talking about things that piss us off. That's for sure. That's that's what we are expert. Like we're experts at anything. That would be one. that would be telling it. people what we get pissed off at. <laughs> uh, but all right, before we get too amped up. Why don't we just take a deep breath? You did it? Yeah. I don't even think anyone outside of us did it. So why don't we all take a deep breath? You didn't even do it that what? time. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even breathe. I'm getting over a cold, so just bear with. <laughs> so why don't we all take a deep breath and get into the zen that is Nikki's you heard. And then we get into the zen. I was about to say it, and you fucking just like bulldoze over me like you always do. There goes the zen. (laughs) (laughs) So this week's You Heard comes to us from St. Nicholas Avenue between 147th Street and 148th. Mm. There was just, you know, one of those guys standing on the corner, as oh, they I know do. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> as they do, and they're, you know, railing on about something. And he said something actually quite poignant. And it was, and he said, I may be crazy, but I know I'm not the only one. And I'm like, man, I'm like, that's, that's very deep. And then I'm like thinking about it as I walk home, and like I turn the corner to our street, and then I'm like, you know, that's kind of like his poetic license on John Lennon's Imagine. So instead of being a dreamer, this guy's crazy. But at least he owns up to it, right? He does. But I feel like he basically just stole the song lyric, changed one word, and you were like, that sounds like really like in. That should be something. Deep. That's deep. <laughs> and it's kind of like, yeah, it was deep when Lennon said it too. <laughs> and then I'm like humming it on my way home and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and you put it to the tune and you're like going, man, you know what? It would go really good with this music. And you thought you made something <laughs> up. <laughs> I think I got a hit. I think Lennon plagiarized this man standing on the corner of St. Nick and 147th. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's what this week's you heard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
All right, so why don't we get into what the show is going to be about this week, Nikki? Okay, I'm, I'm down with that. All right, so the season that never dies. At least for us. Well, I feel like forever. There's, it's concert season. It just keeps going. There's never like a concert season. It used to be years ago that summertime would be the yeah, concert like summer season. Con- but summer concert season is its like own animal. But I think when most people think like concert season, they automatically think summer. But a lot of tours are still going during the winter. Now, I think more than ever, there's like a new big tour happening like once a week. Mm-hmm. All for bands we could give a shit about. That's just the way it is. Yeah, there's very few people that I'd want to go see right now. Yes. For those people who love live music, well, hey, that's a good thing. That's always a show to see. I used to love live music. I used to love live music. <laughs> and then you became Tom. <laughs> you became adult Tom. You know what You know what happened? It happened at the MGMT show for me. And it wasn't too long ago. Maybe like, what, two or three years ago? Yeah, like two years ago. Two, three years ago. And I feel like that was the night where I went to a show. And while at it, just looking at the crowd, saying, I'm done. <laughs> like, I just, I cannot be surrounded by this many douchebags in one place. Like, I'm paying to be surrounded by these idiots. Because, like, MGMT is kind of like, like, how would you describe their music? Like, almost like electronic like, kind of. Like, new age rock. Like, electro pop, maybe. Maybe electro pop. Yeah. Something like that. So, like, here we are, like, these two, like. <laughs> Are we middle? Don't you even goddamn say it. Don't you do it. We are not in our 20s. And we're just standing there, and it's like, what is this? And I'm not like a big fan of MGMT, so I was already just like, I'm going here because Tom wants to do this. And, you know, we're like, whatever. Like, I'll go, whatever. It's fine. Like, I like music. And then I'm just like, and I like that one song that they did. What Electric Feel? Oh, yeah. There's that one. And then there's like one other song that they like. Like, whatever one. Congratulations. Girls or something, isn't it called? Or was, I don't know. I don't know what that. Yeah, song I don't is. know. There's like the, it was like the one song that they had. I don't know. Like the video had like the woman like pushing like the baby carriage through the whole thing. And it was like a monster baby, like that song. I don't know what that one is. All right, well, whatever. Like I liked it, so I was like, ah, I'll go and I'll listen to like the two songs that I actually enjoy, and then like whatever. The rest of it'll be like you having a good time. And like as soon as we walked in, it was just like it was not me having a good time. Why are we here? And I think what it was. Like the venue where we saw them at was filled with just just college kids, like hipsters, like not even just college kids. Like if it was just college kids, I could handle that. But it was just like those like they were like the Brooklyn hipsters, but they were in New Jersey, which is like even worse than like a Brooklyn hipster. Yeah, because it's kind of like a Brooklyn kid is a poser trying to be a hipster. But a New Jersey kid is a poser trying to be a Brooklyn kid who's a poser trying to be a hipster. But you're from Jersey. And it was just like, what is this? (laughs) It's too much, man. It's too much. And like we loved the venue. Like it's the Wilmont Theater in Montclair. It's Montclair, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Wilmont Theater, which is like an amazing venue. Like it's such a cool place to see a show. We saw the Flaming Lips there. And like it was an it was like one of my favorite Flaming Lips show. So we're like, okay, cool. Like this is going to be like a great experience. And it was just like as soon as we walked in, I was like, when are we going home? (laughs) If I heard the word bro one more time that night, (laughs) somebody would have been killed with a lawnmower. I sure it was. I would have just lawnmowered them over. Was it bro or was it bra? Because I feel like I feel like bra is something that like a lot of these kind of people say. Whatever it was, it was just too much. It was too much. It was there was more talking going on during the show than it was actually listening to the music from the show. And see, and that is something that pisses me off so bad because I used to be a concert reviewer and I used to go to like shows a lot, like alone. So it's like first of all, like I had nobody to talk to, but I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't there to like. Like hang out with somebody. I was there to give an assessment of the show, right. like a completely unobjective, like just this is what the show was, and it would just be people like, "Oh my god, I need another beer," and it's like, even when I was like going to concerts, because like I went to a ton of concerts as a kid, like. Some I saw my favorite band fifteen goddamn times in my lifetime. Oh, who is that band? 
Poison. They're no longer like my favorite band, but like for about for a good 25 years, Poison was like the height of like my fandom. Like I was obsessed. And we'll get into this more later when we start talking about some other stuff. Oh, I can't wait. But like <laughs> I remember going to that concert and it was just like I wasn't there. Like yes, I got drunk sometimes and yes, I like hung out and partied and stuff, but like I was there because I'm a music fan and I spent a lot of money on tickets. So, like, I want to enjoy the music of the people that I love enough that I'm giving my money to to stand around in a crowd of assholes to listen to. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that drives me crazy. I'm, I totally get it that kids are going to go out drinking, man. We've all been there. It's just what it is. You're going to go out. You're going to drink. You're going to get high. Whatever it is, that's part of your show experience. Sure. I get it. What I don't understand is... When a band comes on and you pay to see the band, like you're not paying just to go and get drunk. You could do that in your basement. That's where I used to go and get drunk all the time, <laughs> in my basement. Or go to a sump and drink with your friends if you're too young to go drink. Go to a what? A sump. What's a sump? A sump is where the water gathers, like if there's too much rain, like, you know, like in power line areas usually and stuff like that. Maybe it's a big Long Island thing. You guys don't have that up there. In Hicks, yeah, we had like, bon we had bonfires. Yeah. <laughs> bonfires in the woods. The well, mountain, like, oh, we're going up the mountain. Oh, okay. Well, sumps were good because they were hard to get to and they were fenced in. So it's not like the police can, like, get there really quick yeah. and do anything. And, like, it wasn't usually around, like, neighborhoods. It was, like, behind people's houses, like, in the middle of, okay, you know, yeah. like a vacant area. So I get it. You could go other places and drink and act like an asshole. That's, that's not the issue. The issue is if you're going to pay for a concert ticket, whether it be an $80 ticket or a $12 ticket, the reason why you pay for a show is to go and see the band. Right, exactly. So why are you going to act like a retard when the band goes on stage and starts screaming about drinks and whatever the hell else? Exactly. Or just like acting like, like you know, just like, for example, like we went to a hockey game the other night and there oh, were just God. these group of girls that were just like... And, like, everybody, all the guys in, like, our section were just, like, ogling them because, like, from afar they looked hot and they were wearing, like, the fur coats they and, were. like, yeah, like, they, they were not. But whatever. But they were wearing, like, the fur coats and they were, like, thin and they were wearing heels and stuff and they were drinking and, like, you could tell that they were, like, this close to getting sloppy drunk. And, like, they were kind of, like, in my line of vision when I was, like, watching the, the puck and stuff. So, and, like, I kept, so they kept, like, kind of, like, being in the corner of, my, like, in my peripheral. And they're there and they're just like, oh, my God. And, like, they're taking taking selfies and doing this shit and I'm like you're here like you're at a hockey game watch a fucking game but there was this one time I was reviewing a Brian Adams show how did you switch gears from that story I don't know I don't know because it. like it just reminded me because like what else was I gonna say like they were just taking selfies and shit and like yeah but the, but the point of that story should have been that like <laughs> there's you're a time not there to take yeah. selfies like all right the when the ice is cleared Take a picture with the logo in the middle. That's cool. No one's going to have a yeah, problem like, with that. Yeah, like, we took a selfie before anybody even got there. Like, we got to our seats because we were really excited, and then, like, you know, whatever. And then, like, the game started, and we were there to watch the game. But, like, going along with that, I was reviewing a Brian Adams show once. <laughs> like, okay, fine. Like, But, like, say what you will, but, like, okay, Brian Adams brings up a certain kind of music to you, like, just kind of, like, that soft rock kind of, like, whatever. It's awful. He gave a really good show. I've but, been to his shows. I still hate him. Okay, that's and that's fine. But like, it brings up like when you someone says Brian Adams, you're just like you kind of like roll your eyes. Yeah. And I got to, I had gotten two review tickets, so I took my mom and we had like really nice seats. We were in a very nice theater in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. It was like this beautiful little like restored theater, and it got like a lot of big name acts. So we're sitting there. We had like really really good seats, and this woman sitting behind us just starts like she is annihilated before the concert even began and then she just starts like talking and like getting into that like what women like that like slurred thing and I'm like bitch I'm trying to hear the songs I'm trying to hear what he's saying so that I could like record it for the like you know in my notes and stuff like that because I have to, I have a job right. to do like I'm working right now so finally like it reached the point and like I'm not like I will complain about things but I'm usually not very confrontational like I'm more of a talker. Like if I ever got in a fight, I'd be dead because like I will I would like I could talk. You would be dead. I would be dead because like I can't walk the walk. Like I really can't. And yet you keep going. And I do. <laughs> and finally like I turn around to this woman and I was like, "Can you please just settle down?" 
Like, it's not like we're at, like, an ACDC show. We're, it's a sit-down theater. And, like, you're hammered drunk. And, like, she's pounding these, like, plastic glasses of wine, like, just over and over. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like... Stay classy, NEPA. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, I just had a baby. This is my first night out. And, fu- and then my mom gets involved. And it's just like, it turned into this like almost clusterfuck. And the woman's like, and like she gets up and like walks away. And her husband's just like, I'm sorry. Like she just had a baby. And like this is like her yeah, first night out. Yeah, we all know. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, because she keeps talking about the baby during the show. And it's not like, and like Brian Adams is like a singer songwriter. So it's not like it's like loud music that like is drowning out the sound of you talking. We're sorry that like. The baby interfered with your wife's alcoholism, but we still, still got to get this review done. Like, you know, she was one of those moms that was just like, I can't wait to have a glass of wine when I pop this kid out. Oh, yeah, the whole time. As she's smoking a cigarette exactly, while in the hospital. Bed. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the husband comes instead, like, instead of bringing flowers, he brings her, like, a bottle of, like, Boone's Farm or something. <laughs> Easy with the Boone's Farm, man. I know. We did have a period where we really liked Boone's, and then they stopped selling it at a local grocery store. Since they found out that it was poisonous, probably. <laughs> it was a dark day for us. <laughs> but, you know, is it always the crowd to blame? Because I feel like there are points where absolutely yes. the uh, Whatever people ingest to get themselves going out of their minds is part of the problem of would you act like that if you were at your house? Like if you if you're in the parking lot. And you had four wine coolers and went into your show <laughs> and then started acting like a complete douche, like which is what a lot of it is. Yeah. There isn't people sitting in the parking lot drinking a case of beer. And there's not many people who are going to order like hard up shots in the middle of a concert at like 15 bucks a pop. Right. So, you know, these people deep down really aren't drinking as much as they're letting on, but they're coming into this environment and they're saying like oh because i drank i now have carte blanche to act like a complete tool right for the show and it's like going if you were in your living room and you had your four wine coolers you'd probably just like roll over and take a nap i was just gonna say like yeah (laughs) there's been there was one period at a dead show where i completely missed you know like and you know how like they jam and it's like hours long like i completely missed what i have been told was like an amazing drum solo really I, well i've been told <laughs> like i said i've been told it was an amazing drum solo and i just sat there and my friends were just like nikki and i was just com- i was dead for like 45 minutes i just like i missed 45 minutes of the show and i was like that's what's supposed to happen. Like, I've never, like, acted like an asshole. Like, I've gotten drunk and other things at concerts, but, like, I've never acted like an asshole. I save my assholeness for when I'm sober. You do. I do. Well, we'll see that later, too, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I could see at a hockey game, like, when we were at the hockey game the other night, like, we had crazy, crazy good seats. We usually sit, like, high, high up. Like, high above the... Barclays Center to watch our hockey games. And like from there, you're in there with the rowdy crowd. Yeah. Like you're just there with everybody who is in the same boat you are and we're happy to be out and we're we cheer for our team and that's it. But there's not talking about like, oh, what are you doing after the game? Blah, blah, blah. It's like most of the people are watching the game and cheering for it and they're in it. And they're getting, yeah. And like they're mad when we do well or they're mad when we do bad. And like when we do well, we're like, yeah. Right. Down lower. Oh, my God. There were people not even watching. They were just talking about, like, other sections. There were people talking about, like, what they're doing after the game. There was people just talking about work. And it's kind of like, man, it's like you're looking at tickets that are over, you know, $20,000 for the season. Because we were in the season ticket holders right. section. It's like you paid 20000 bucks. And these were season ticket holders because they were talking about how the faces have changed. It's not the same people since the beginning and yeah, stuff. Yeah, probably because nobody wants to sit with you dicks. Exactly. But it's kind of like you paid $20,000 and you're going to come here and talk about work. You just left work. Let it fucking go and enjoy like what's you know, happening uh, two hours yeah. of your night. And that's it. For- and like what's happening like five feet in front of you. Like I was so excited and I was the only person yelling in our section. <laughs> Well, you were until well when they scored, people would get up and they would high five, and it would be like, "That's this is appropriate." This what it's like, yeah. I'll, I'm cool with that. That's appropriate behavior. 
talking about work and shit, not so much. Concerts, however, there's nothing you're, unless you're talking about like a past performance of the same artist or somebody relating to that artist. I can almost get behind that. I don't want to hear your bullshit conversation. Right, exactly. But I can say like, all right, maybe I can pick up a little tidbit of information from what you're saying or whatever, and it'll make my concert experience more enjoyable. But most of the times, that is not the case. It is just idiots rambling on about like, dude, did you see it, bro? I got your beers. What's the drink? <laughs> and it's kind of like, yeah, that's your third beer, and you're acting like this. <laughs> Grow the fuck up, because life is going to bitch slap you as soon as you walk out that door again. <laughs> there is no doubt. This whole rant basically comes from an Tyler. Incident. An incident, yes. Yeah. Little Tyler Durden goes to a concert last week. She's been waiting for forever. Personally, I would light myself on fire before I saw the show that she went to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even, like, I just, ugh, like, it turns my stomach, this band that she likes. But I respect that she likes it. Exactly. Because when I was younger, people used to look at me and be like, an Adamant fan, who the hell is that? Exactly. Like, a point, <laughs> you're like, oh, Nikki, what band is it? It was Poison. And right. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> but we all go through a f- awkward music phase. It's what we do. It's yeah, kind of least, like, you know. Yeah, but our music was good. <laughs> our music is good. This band is terrible. But it's this isn't about my opinion on her music. That's right. It's not about our opinion on her horrible music taste. <laughs> 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 what it is is the fact that Tyler <laughs> Tyler doesn't really have that much. I mean, as far she works like a, a, a an internship. Yeah, she's like a workhorse. She gets yeah. like freaking no money for the week basically everything she gets she has to earn she finally gets to the point where she gets these vip tickets oh my god these vip tickets which are older age for the kids these days everybody loves a vip VIP ticket tickets yeah vip ticket vip ticket and then i have never ever once had a good experience with a vip ticket. nor have i nor have i and it's weird because i like even when you get a chance to meet like your favorite bands it's just not the same as like waiting outside the door for free and like giving them a high five because then it's just a matter of happenstance that like I got to meet the artist that I want to like see. Right. And you did it like organically. And I mean, like granted, like I did like, you know, a fan club kind of thing with a meet and greet too, which worked out well once. And then the second time it was just like a cluster, but like it wasn't to the point of this, like she paid you know, for a 16-year-old, it was like 100 bucks a ticket. And she had to buy two tickets. And she had to buy two tickets. Mm-hmm. And like, so it included like meeting this band, getting into the venue early. Which was Never Shout Never. <sighs> Don't even say the name of the band. I said the name of the band. I want people to know how awful it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and like she has been in love with this band from the time she was like 10 years old. So like we're going on like six years of her just like, immensely loving this band and like I didn't get to meet my favorite band until like I was well into my 20s so it was like so cool that she got to like meet this group before you know or she was supposed to get to meet this group you know so she gets to the venue early and Tom I'll turn it over to you so it's the Starland Ballroom in New Jersey Mm -hmm. right and she got tickets months ago Mm -hmm. like like literally like months and months ago so when she gets the tickets, all she talks about is going to the show. That's all we hear about. I'm gonna for meet months. him. I'm gonna meet the lead singer. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna meet Christopher his... Drew. Oh my God, He's so awesome. Drew. Oh my God. It's like no one cares. But I'll listen to you <laughs> because you're excited, but really deep down, like I can care less right now. So she goes in and it's like, I guess, two days before the show, and she starts getting emails. And they're like going, it's very secretive, like the VIP packages sometimes. This one in particular. And they sent her information. They're like, we're going to email you the information. So they email her information like three days before, just three days before the show is when I sent Mm -hmm. her the first email. And they're like, the meet and greet's going to be at four o'clock. So she's like, I got my email. This is what I got to bring with me. It's four o'clock. Okay, great. Two days before the show, she gets an email saying, it's now at 3.30. So she goes, oh, they changed the time. I get to be there earlier. That'll be great. Because once you go through the meet and greet and you get to, like, see these people, you usually get to, like, say, I don't know, two words to them, take a picture, and then they 
sign a poster and sure, then yeah. get ushered out into the venue and then you can be one of the first people up against Which the stage before where, they open yeah. up the doors. Which to her is like the most important thing is being up front to see a show like that. Right. Where just, for me it's like in the way back where nobody is. Yeah, I just I wanna be I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be amid the crowd. I don't want to be bumped. I just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> right, right. Unless it's a rage show. If it's a rage against a machine show or something like that, I'm gonna go in and annihilate somebody. But that's therapy. That's not like for me going to a show. See, all right. That's for me instead of paying for a therapist, just going and hitting some other kid. Anyway. It, legally. <laughs> legally. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> So then the day before the show, she gets another email saying, now it's back to four o'clock again. So she talks to her mom and says, I think we should be there at 310 just to be safe. Right. Because it's four o'clock. It's 330. Like it seems it's like a cluster. Yeah. And it's like, man, you ain't even there yet. And already this thing is turning into a nightmare. So she goes to the show. And once she gets there, um, she walks up to the door. And she described this. I'm like, you should have gotten this guy's name because I would have loved to have called up, you know, the Starland Ballroom and said, I would love to bring this guy on the show because this security guard who supposedly has a long white beard and is kind of older. He was standing at the door. (laughs) And when Ty walked up to there with her mom because she had to go get her tickets, Mm -hmm. the guy was like, the venue's not open yet. Venue don't open till four o'clock. And they're like, well, we have these VIP tickets or whatever. And the guy was like, there's no, there's nothing that's going to get you in here. There's no VIP thing going on right now. Like, you can't come into the show. So they're like going, all right, we'll wait till four o'clock. We'll buy tickets. Where should we stand? And the guy's like, go stand on that line. That's the line of people getting in. And the line is huge. And Tyler knows because she's, you know, she's, yeah, she's been, been to a, a million yeah. concerts before and she's like, something doesn't seem right. Like, you're going to put me on the general admission line. I'm waiting to get into the VIP. Right, that I paid a hundred goddamn dollars for. Right. And twice. <laughs> and there's no way all of these kids paid a hundred bucks right. to go into the thing. Like, the line was around the building. So at four o'clock, her and her mom walk in with her boyfriend. They walk into the, 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 the venue. Mm-hmm. See, I'm getting all worked up already. I know you are. You're getting, mm. like, your face is turning red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold that bitch. <laughs> so they walk in, and they go up to the window at 4 o'clock, and the window's now open, and they get a little bit of an attitude from the woman because they cut through the whole line to go up there. And they were, like, going, we're here for the VIP signing. And the woman goes, that's done. It's over. You missed it. It happened at 3 o'clock. And they were, like... How is that possible? Because the security guard said nothing was going on. Right. So it's like a hundred bucks a ticket, and now the thing is over. So they were like, "Sorry, we don't know what to tell you. you should have been here on time." And it was like so, we were. <laughs> so Tyler then says, "Well, I got an email saying four, three thirty, four. Like nobody, I didn't get anything that said three. So I don't really understand where three o'clock came from. But even if three ten, I was in here." talking to that security guard who told me not to yeah don't come in so even if i was 10 minutes late that thing was still going on i still could have gotten in and got my poster signed or whatever so they were like we'll talk to the band and we'll see if we can get you in anyway you know and by this time they open up the doors and the place flooded with kids so by the time she got in the whole place was completely packed now she's not even getting near the stage right of course yeah because it's over now and the way VIP packages work is you paid 100 bucks to meet and greet with the band and then get in early, but that doesn't cost that doesn't cover the cost of your ticket on top of everything else. Right. Which was another 30 bucks. So it's now like after taxes and ticket master fees cuz you know like they're a bunch of scumbags just raping kids yeah, they're like rapists, every chance yeah. they can. You're looking at like $150 to stand in the back of a show. That probably would have cost anybody else $30 if they walked up to the door and bought tickets at that moment. Right, yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of like, are you fucking kidding? Like, this is what it's come to? So the show goes on, and the people at the venue say, well, we're going to try to find out, like, if we can get, like, you know, you into the Because it was totally their fault, yeah. It was 100% It was 100% the venue's fault. And then in exchange, by the end of the night, when they started going back and being like, maybe we can go in after the show is over to meet these guys, like just for a minute, like I just want to take a picture with them or whatever. They were told, oh, it looks like there's nothing we can do for you, but we do have two signed posters that we can give you. And they gave one to her and they gave one to her boyfriend. And they were like, 
but these posters came with the VIP. You're not giving me a signed poster. Right, like I, I already have this. I was supposed to get this. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was supposed to get this signed VIP poster when I went in to meet the band. Yeah. So... Thank you so much for giving me what I already paid for. How about you give me the rest of what I paid Which for? Which is what I really wanted. Like, I, right. she doesn't need another poster of this band because, let me tell you, she does not need another poster of this band. There is too many posters. I can't handle another poster of this no. band. There's already too many Never Shout Never posters <laughs> in this entire borough <laughs> because of her. But it's just like going, you know, who do you blame at this point in time? Like, I would say a lot of times you can be like going, all right, the band just didn't get their shit together and set this up properly. Because sure. how do you change times from one time to the other? Right, of course. But then when you go there and it's the venue telling you like, hey, this event isn't happening and you don't know what's happening in your own venue. Now it's on you. Yeah, exactly. So sorry, Starland Ballroom. You're a bunch of scumbags for doing this. Down with the Starland Ballroom. And, uh, you know, that's it as far as, like, any reviews that we do in the future. And you know, don't think, like, because we do the podcast, like, this is the only thing we do reviews on. Like, we've both been writing for, like, ever, like, for different publications. Mm -hmm. You dirtbags ain't getting shit from us anymore. <laughs> like, we are completely done with your shit. Yeah. And the same thing, and I guess this would be a good segue into, like, and the same thing with Prospect Park. With the Prospect Park band shell. Mm. Like, I don't even want to get into that because, like, it's going to upset me. But we're Let's going do it to anyway. because, <laughs> you know, so speaking of Tyler and how much, like, she loved this band. And she does not get upset about anything. No. Like, she is not, like, she just, she rolls with the punches. You know, she, like, works her ass off for everything that she does for school. Like, I mean, I've never seen, like, a more driven kid than this kid. Like, it's impressive. Like, it's exhausting to watch, to be honest with you. But, like, she does not get upset about, like, anything. And this thing, like, broke her for a minute. Because this was, like, her... This was going to be, like, the greatest moment of her life because it was something that she loved. I love, equally, as she loves this horrible band... I love Nick Cave. Like, Nick Cave is my favorite musician in the whole wide world. We have posters all over the bedroom. We do no. not. <laughs> We're not allowed to have posters all over That's the bedroom. That's right. <laughs> and if there were, they don't be all out of map posters. So, anyway, go on. So, for Christmas last year, Tom gifts me with this amazing, amazing, amazing VIP package, which includes like a humongous Nick Cave poster that's like signed by him. And it's like, and if you don't know anything about Nick Cave, like it's a very dark, disturbing, like sexual kind of poster. And it's going to look perfect somewhere in our apartment once we get a frame for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually. We're working on it, Nikki. <laughs> I'm sure we are. <laughs> we don't have enough wall spaces in this particular place, but you know. <laughs> but every time we talk about putting it up, Tyler's like, well, can't we put up this Never Shot Never picture? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know so tom gets me this thing and it includes like a lanyard it includes a signed poster it includes special seating and all this stuff so it's like oh my god great and we go to prospect park and like we had seen robert plan at prospect park in brooklyn and it was like a really cool experience like it was a really cool place to see like it's just really pretty and the food the food is the awesome. The food is ridiculous yeah, there. Yeah, the food is awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> the people is dumb as fucking rocks that work the place, but the food is really good. Yeah, like, and honestly, like, I just watched an episode of Portlandia where, like, Carrie and um, Fred Armisen, like, play people who, like, work a festival, and it was, like, kind of just like that, like, just these people that are like, yeah, hi. Like, nobody is, like, efficient, like, you know no. what I mean? Like, it used to be like, I would go to concerts and be like, hi, I'm press, here's this, here's that. And it's like, okay, this is where you go, boom. And it's just like, mm. But it's not it's not in their interest anymore because they're not getting paid anything. Like, when these people get paid, it's it, it hasn't probably changed in years. So you get to a situation where you're like going, okay, um, I'm going to pay you $10 an hour. And you're going to, like, allow people to get into this fenced area. It's general admission. You don't have to seat anybody. You don't have to do anything. Just make sure nobody gets into fights or does too many drugs. And everything's going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. Now you're saying the bands are going to offer these VIP packages. Which, you know, just in recent years. Like, it's only been, like, probably the past 15 right, yeah. years or so that, like, they become, like, popular to the point where every band is now doing a VIP thing. Right. And these people who are getting paid 10 bucks an hour or whatever... Are saying, 
well, you're not just going to like add this shit to our plate and not give us anything extra for it. So you want to do it? You figure it out. And then the bands are like, well, we were kind of hoping you would figure it out. And then nobody knows what they're doing. And the thing turns into a complete And then the people who spend $430 on tickets like we did, (sighs) or like you did for a (laughs) wonderful Christmas surprise, end up getting screwed and find out that the lanyard that you're wearing around your neck like an asshole means nothing. (laughs) It is basically, oh, that's just a decorative pass. And I'm like... That's just like a that's just like a commemorative pass. Like it's not like it doesn't mean anything. And I'm why like, why would you want that? Like, yeah, why the fuck would I want that? You're gonna spend four hundred dollars for a poster and a piece of plastic. I don't need either one of those things. Right? Yeah. Like, I need to meet the fucking bands for two minutes to just say, look, man, I appreciate you so much. I'm willing to give you way more money than anybody else in this place just for the opportunity to tell you to your face. I appreciate you because that's how much I love the music. Right. And what you're giving me is just a bag of trinkets (laughs) and telling me it's treasure. And it's fucking not, man. (laughs) Exactly. So we were supposed to have like what what the fucking Ticketmaster thing said was like seating lanyard and i don't think like it, a meet and greet was not part of it like we knew that going into it but we were seating supposed to, was in the first yeah, 10 rows yeah seating in the first 10 rows of the vip section which i was like holy shit that's awesome like i don't care like as long as i'm seeing him and i could physically see him and not have to squint because i'm half blind right like okay fine like the poster was incredible and i got the poster like a couple months before the actual show so it wouldn't get ruined in yeah, the rain or yeah, whatever. yeah 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 exactly so like it came like into the poster i mean like it was wicked and then you know, so we get there and it's just like, yeah, like you could sit over there. And like they point to like the grassy knoll behind, behind all trees. The seats. Yeah, behind <laughs> all the seats, trees and behind like the soundstage. So by the time like we got we realized that we were getting screwed, it was too late for us to even find like a close spot to stand. So we ended up like sitting there and I remember just like laying in the grass and I'm like, I'm not going to cry. Like, I'm not going to cry. You were, like, so pissed. I was pissed. You were, like, going to break something. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just go. And you're like, It was going to no. be a person. That's like, what I yeah, was going to And that's what I was, like, afraid of. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he's going to take it out on Nick Cave, and I can't handle that. <laughs> I wouldn't have hit Nick Cave. But, like, it was, it's just fucking mind-blowing to me that, you know, you get there, and it's like, I'm paying for this incredible experience, and you have given me the worst possible experience. And it wasn't just a matter of, you know just go in and go up to that grassy thing. They just kept toying with our hope because they kept saying, we would like walk in and be like, all right, we have these passes. Where do we go? And then people would say, we never seen those passes. So go talk to the people in that booth over there. Yes. And we go to that booth and they would be like, oh, you have to sit on the grassy thing. And we'd be like the grassy knoll. And it would be like, wait a minute, that can't be. So we'd go to a security guard and they would be like, oh, no, no, no. Go around the back and talk to these people. And at one point they sent us out of the entire area. Right, to go, like, back through the line. And then ask somebody over there. And when we went through that area, they were like, where are your tickets? And it was like, you took our tickets. We have this VIP pass. This gets us in, right? And they're like, what the hell is that thing? Nobody knows what that is. And it's kind of like, you guys really don't have your shit together at all, do you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, like... And like we had, like I said, we had gone there to see Robert Plant and like we had like the lawn seats and we were like, oh shit, we didn't realize that it was like, like this. So we were like, oh, like if we had known, like, okay, fine. If we knew that like it was just going to be lawn seats, like we would have brought like a blanket or something. But no, we had to sit on wet grass because it rained earlier that day. So the whole thing just was like this big clusterfuck. And then they didn't have like the ice cream sandwich made out of macaroons, which was just like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yeah, But, but over 400 bucks in tickets. To sit in the fucking grass in while wet people grass. Yeah. who paid $70, $80 got to sit in chairs. It's like going, exactly. where, <laughs> where does this come in that you guys didn't completely rip us off? And then when we like tweeted out like the Ticketmaster, who's always got back to us with every complaint, they had nothing to say this exactly, time. Exactly, because they knew. They were like, you were dumb enough to like trust in us and that was it and it was like so now it's like you know what if we can't physically go to a venue to buy tickets to cut out the ticket master yeah we don't go we don't go to a concert because like it's just like we've been burned so much and seeing like how tyler like seeing like how upset she was it was like we're in the right like we're in the right by doing this because like i would rather just 
go straight to a venue and if I can't get to a venue then I don't really need to go to the concert that much right because if you can't get to the venue to get the tickets you probably can't get to the venue to get to the concert so why bother I'm not giving any more money to them every single time it's a complete clusterfuck and then you winds up being that you gotta pay on top of it a ridiculous fee it's like going all right you're not the artist. You're doing nothing outside of printing tickets on exactly. your branded paper. I can go to the box office and get a ticket with without having to give you like what you're doing doesn't warrant like a 16 to 20 dollar fee. Right. Exactly. It's bullshit. And they say it's convenient. But is it convenient when you're sitting in the fucking wet grass? <laughs> no. For $200 a ticket? Man, that's no. insane. No. It was it was a horrible experience. But, you know, I have, like, that one experience where we, like, just normal fans stood outside to stalk <laughs> the, the exit of the thing. And yeah. we got to meet him, like, before that. So, like, if I didn't have, if I didn't have that experience, like, this would have been, like, even more devastating than it already was. Right. But so... And yeah. he was a cool guy. I yeah, mean, he was really cool. Yeah. He was very cool when we saw him. And I think it was one of those chance meetings that mean more maybe exactly. than a VIP yeah. experience. Yeah, where it was like, you know what? Like, Because if you do like sign up for like a meet and greet or something, it's like chances are like maybe you're going to get them on like an off night where they're not going to feel like you know hobnobbing with like their fans and stuff like that we're like because and it happens like and you and like i totally would get that but you know we just caught him at a really good moment and it was like really awesome that like i had this awesome experience that like nobody else had but me right you know so and me i was there well i know that but i mean <laughs> just <laughs> you know it's weird i saw you two once and i i had like a vip ticket and the way they explained it it sounded like the coolest thing in the world like there was going to be like dinner and you got to sit down and then you two would come in and they would have dinner like with you and it was like man it's the greatest thing and it was in philly and at the time i was living in long island so i drove from long island to philly to go for this like whole u2 experience and when i get there they again they had no idea where we were supposed to go what we were supposed to do because when you think about it you have an arena that has like over ten thousand seats and then 60 people buy the VIP tickets. Mm -hmm. So, like, the security guards aren't being told about the 60 people. They're being told about the masses. So there's no, like, minute details that they're given. Right, so nobody sure. knows what you're supposed to fucking do. So we get there just on time. By the time they find out where we're supposed to go and get us there, we're, like, 10 minutes into it. And it's like, oh, shit, whatever. And everybody's like, oh, you didn't miss anything. They give you, like, a wallet. They give you, like, some other stupid shit, like a poster, whatever. And after they're all done, you walk into this room and it's not a seated thing it's like just a buffet that's out mm -hmm. so you're like going all right well this isn't the sit down dinner that i kind of thought i was having with the band and then next thing you know like larry mullen jr walks in and he was like hey everybody thanks for coming and he waves to the crowd and turns around and walks out and everybody claps and that's the end of the event and and it's it. like going number one this isn't a fucking dinner this is like a Chinese buffet with chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese. I feel like I'm, I'm a Chuck E. Cheese right now more than the back of, you know, the Philadelphia spectrum. Number two, which is now what? It's uh, the spectrum. It's gone. I don't it's not whatever anything. it is, yeah. what, whatever that place is. I don't remember anymore. Anyway, so it's not that then the, the band that we're supposed to meet is one guy that comes in. It's and not even the like, guy you know you want. Like, you either want Bono the douche or you want Edge, who's the cool guy. You probably want the Edge more yeah. than Bono. Like, I'd want the Edge. I don't want to be lectured about politics before yeah, I no, go to I see a show. Him, <laughs> That's no. too heavy. Otherwise, I'm just sitting there all sad like, Like, Edge seems like children. he'd be, like, he has the name Edge. Like, he's kind of cool. Like Yeah. And he don't even say much, but it still would have been more awesome if he would have came in the room and just like stood there, <laughs> just walked around in a circle and gave everybody a high five. Sixty fucking people in the room. It's like going, all right. By the time it's all said and done, again, it was another one of those things where the tickets were, I think, like five hundred bucks each. So it's like you spend a thousand dollars to wave to somebody. I could fucking do that from row ten where we were sitting <laughs> from the stage, and I probably would have got a better reaction than exactly. Being in that room. Yeah, and you would have gotten the whole band. <laughs> And I would have gotten the whole band and still gotten to listen to Bono talk about politics on stage and starving children and all that other bullshit. While he's wearing like $9,000 sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But seriously, at the end of the day, like the VIP packages, like for people who've never been, 
It's a fucking scam, it and people really still is. fall for it every single time. People still fall for it. Like honestly, I think I bought VIP. I think like my brother and I bought VIP tickets to see like Motley Crue because we are '80s people, and fine. Like judge me if you will. I don't care. But like this was like years ago, and like the only thing it got us to was like that deck, like a special deck that had like maybe like a four drink minimum that was free, Wait, and then like Vince Neil. What? You said the deck. Oh, I thought it was your. I thought it was your accent. You didn't <laughs> I have mean an Vince accent. Neil was the deck. No, like there was it no. It was like, like a regular deck. Yeah, like it was All like right. a deck. Like, and you got to like watch it from like this deck, which kind of sucked anyway because you couldn't see because everybody like rushed. So it was just like being like on the concert floor, but like you couldn't see. But like, you know, and it, it, it included like some food and stuff like that. But like you got to like this special area where you could watch a show, and like that was really cool and stuff. Right. But like that was it. <laughs> Like that was it, and I was just like, okay, fine. But like, we only paid for like it was like a hundred and twenty bucks or something like that, and it was like, okay, cool. But like, I would have rather paid less and been like out in the crowd, like getting rowdy, you know? How funny is it that your VIP tickets were only twenty dollars more to see Motley Crue compared to Never Shout Never? <laughs> <laughs> this was on the tail end of Motley Crue, like ten years ago. <laughs> I feel right after Home Sweet Home. That was the tail end of Motley Crue, like twenty something years ago. Now at this point, Vince was still able to sing. Like there was still, he was about to like stop being able to sing. Mm. So like this should have been like their last tour, like that tour. Like it was like 2005 or something. Good Lord. <laughs> but I guess the moral of the story is like, I mean, I don't know. You get to a certain point where you just can step back from it. When you're young, you're hopeful and you think like, man, I'm going to get a chance to not only see my band. But then when I get older, I'm going to be able to, like, actually meet them because mm-hmm. I'll have a job and I'll be able to save up for it and do whatever mm-hmm. I have to. And then just like everything in life, it just shits all over you. It does. It really does. And I then know. you just grow up at that point and realize, all right, well, this is just like everything else in life, man. <laughs> it's just not going to work out the way I planned for it to. <laughs> <laughs> honestly the best experience i had like with a thing like that was like i joined brett michaels fan club <laughs> of course you did <laughs> it was 2002 and i was in my like late 20s me and, and my brother were the no, only members <laughs> no because michael moved it like michael was living in california at that time so like i just on my own joined the fan club i paid 20 dollars to join his fan club and it included a meet and greet when they came to like scranton pennsylvania and we waited and it was completely super organized. It was like, okay, like you have this thing like ahead of the time. We got like the email and it was like, wait after the show on the right side of the stadium and then like, you know, we'll come and get you. And then like this guy came over and he's like, hey, he's like, it's going to be about 20 minutes. And it was just like a group of like maybe 20 of us or something. Right. And I was at the tail end because you always, always, always go last. Yes. Always go last. So I was like last. And of course, like I'm starting to like palpitate as we're standing in between the buses because it was on his bus because he had to like be warm because of his voice and everything. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I could hear him talking and I'm getting like really excited. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I have like a CD case or a CD like, you know, like the booklet like that came in like the CDs back in the day. And I like was holding that because it was my favorite album. And I was like, maybe he'll sign it. Maybe I'll get a picture. Like whatever. Like I don't care. I'm just going to be like in his presence. And he was sitting on the steps of his bus. And the guy's like, okay. He's like, honey, you're like the last one to go. And I'm like, and I, he like wraps his arm around me. We take a picture. I get to talk to him for like two seconds. And it was like the greatest moment of my life up until that point because he was so cool. He signed my Flesh and Blood album cover. He, to- I told him that like my favorite, what my favorite song was, and he wrote "Nikki, here's all, here's something to always believe in." Oh my god! And I was like, shut up. <laughs> and like that was awesome. And it was just like, okay, here you go, goodbye, get out of here. You know, and it was just like, it was literally like two minutes of my life, and it was just such an amazing experience. And it's like. It doesn't seem like that happens anymore. Like No. No, it doesn't. Because Like I, no, because instead of like buying like, oh, join my fan club, here's a VIP pass so that Ticketmaster can get their cut. Right. And I feel like the the VIP the the clubs themselves, it's a matter of them mostly saying like, you know, we can charge you twenty dollars a year. Why bother doing that when they could say, we'll have a meet and greet, but it's going to cost you $200 to come in, and I don't have to put out any newsletter or any other bullshit. Right, exactly. Like, it just, mon- it's all been, like, monetized. Yeah. Is that the right word? Monetized. Right, not no R. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's not monetized, it's monetized. I feel like this is, like, a new segment where, like, Nikki corrects Tom <laughs> and something that he says. 
I actually have one experience Do that tell. was good. You're going to hate it because you hate the band. I'm but not going to judge. You are. You are. So <laughs> years ago, I tried to stop my own magazine. Mm-hmm. And like I made it through nine, inch- nine issues and then basically went bankrupt because of it. No joke, man. Like for real. And it was such a good magazine too. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know what it was? It was this podcast in magazine in paper form. form yeah who the fuck would want to pay for advertising for that <laughs> but back then like hopefully uh, it could be, you. could be you but back then like you know it was hard to get money out of anybody especially when you're like a kid going around but i mean we actually had like a it was a real magazine mm-hmm. like that was going Print, out it was like, everything yeah. yeah so i paid for it on credit cards and i would try <laughs> to go around and just interview as many people as possible while running this thing but it wound up breaking me mentally and financially for trying to do all the work Mm -hmm. but there was one day where i was actually at an interview with an artist and after it was over on the way home i heard on the radio that metallica took over a tower records oh sam goody store it was a sam goody store the store was closing down and metallica took it over and they took everything out of the store except for Metallica stuff. So it was like all Metallica merchandise. And they put like, they painted all the windows black and put Metallica like logos up all over it. And they like called hell. it Metallica Store. Oh, God. And I'm like, I can get to meet the band. I'm like, even if I can ask them like one question when I get up there, it would be awesome to explain the experience and then like. Yeah, and drive you'd have it. There's the a story. Yeah. So I go to this place and the line is ridiculous. And like I walk up and the security guard's like, no way, man. Like the line is closed. You can't do it. And I'm, at the time I had press passes made up mm-hmm. and shit. So I'm like, this is my press pass. I'm like, I can, you know, like I'm legit. I swear to God, I have here's three copies of the magazine. He goes, let me ask the band, find out if I can get you in. So he goes in, talks to the manager, comes out. He goes, you're the last one. Awesome. Everybody goes through. And they're getting their stuff signed. And as everybody's getting their stuff signed, they would just do it like really quickly. Then say, all right, thank you very much for coming. You know, thanks for buying an album or a poster or whatever. Yeah, goodbye. (laughs) And then they move them out the door. It got to me and they were like, all right, they're like, close it up. Because I was the last person online. They closed the door and locked it while, and and the person before me too, like the door was locked and they had to like open it Mm -hmm. to like let her out. And now I'm the last person. And I was like, hey, everybody. And I'm like, going, oh, thanks so much. I'm glad you let me in. I'm like, here's a copy of the magazine. Just wondering if I can ask you one question. And they were like, sure, whatever. And then they were like, we're just really hungry. So give us a minute. And they bought out like all these pizzas and beers. And because I guess at the time, James was sure. still drinking. <laughs> and they bought out pizzas and beers. And now I'm locked in the store with them. And I got to spend like an hour in the store at Metallica and just them talking about like guitar heroes and like. Were what you they part did of the conversation tours. with them? Like, were they talking to you or were they like talking to They were them? talking amongst themselves and with management mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But just to be in it just was like them, yeah. the coolest thing in the world. And, and at the time, I liked Metallica, but it wasn't like, oh my God, it would be my dream to be in there. But. Like, before it was all said and done, they had, like, a bunch of shit. And they're like, here, why don't you take some of these tapes? Why don't you take some of these albums? Here's some T-shirt. They started loading me up with oh my shit God, that's stuff awesome. they didn't get rid of. And I like, and they're like, going, oh, you can, like, give us a good article in the magazine. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm like, that going last really does make it a does big make difference. It does make a difference, yeah. But again, it's not a matter of I paid, you know, 400 bucks or 800 bucks for a ticket. It was just a chance just, thing. Like, that's it. And it felt like something more special because i didn't pay my way to get in like i just happened upon it right and what question did you ask i don't remember man was it like why is lars such a douche yeah i'm like (laughs) why do you hate napster so much it's the future of music (laughs) and they're like because we're gonna go broke we're gonna have to make that horrible movie and we're gonna have to expose ourselves for like cry (laughs) yeah We're going to have to talk to Dave Mustaine again and bring him back in for a therapy session. It's going to be awful. <laughs> I think Dave Mustaine needs his own therapy all by his lonesome. <laughs> have we talked long enough? Should we get to a did you know? I think we should, man. All right, man. Then let's do that. Man. <clears throat> I actually have one experience do that tell. was good. You're going to hate it because you hate the band. I'm but not going to judge. You are. You are. 
So <laughs> years ago, I tried to stop my own magazine, mm-hmm. and like, I made it through nine issues, nine issues, and then basically went bankrupt because of it. No joke, man. Like for real. And it was such a good magazine too. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like you know what it was. It was this podcast in magazine in paper form. form. Yeah. Who the fuck would want to pay for advertising for that? <laughs> but back then, like, hopefully it could be you. <laughs> could be you. But back then, like, you know, it was hard to get money out of anybody, especially when you're like a kid going around. But I mean, we actually had like a. It was a real magazine, mm-hmm. like that was going Print, out. To, it was like, everything, yeah. yeah. So I pay for it on credit cards, and I would try <laughs> to go around and just interview as many people as possible while running this thing but it wound up breaking me mentally and financially for trying to do all the work Mm -hmm. but there was one day where i was actually at an interview with an artist and after it was over on the way home i heard on the radio that metallica took over a tower records oh sam goody store it was a sam goody store the store was closing down and metallica took it over and they took everything out of the store except for Metallica stuff. So it was like all Metallica merchandise. And they put like, they painted all the windows black and put Metallica like logos up all over it. And they like called hell. it Metallica Store. Oh, God. And I'm like, I can get to meet the band. I'm like, even if I can ask them like one question when I get up there, it would be awesome to explain the experience and then like. Yeah, and drive you'd have, off there's the a story. Yeah. So I go to this place and the line is ridiculous. And like I walk up and the security guard's like, no way, man. Like the line is closed. You can't do it. And I'm, at the time I had press passes made up mm-hmm. and shit. So I'm like, this is my press pass. I'm like, I can, you know, like I'm legit. I swear to God, I have, here's three copies of the magazine. He goes, let me ask the band, find out if I can get you in. So he goes in, talks to the manager, comes out. He goes, you're the last one. Awesome. Everybody goes through. And they're getting their stuff signed. And as everybody's getting their stuff signed, they would just do it like really quickly, then say, All right, thank you very much for coming. You know, thanks for buying an album or a poster yeah. or whatever. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> and then they move them out the door. It got to me, and they were like, All right, they're like, Close it up because I was the last person online. They closed the door and locked it while, and, and the person before me too, like the door was locked and they had to like open it mm-hmm. to like let her out. And now I'm the last person. And I was like, hey, everybody. And I'm like, oh, and thanks so much. I'm glad you let me in. I'm like, here's a copy of the magazine. Just wondering if I can ask you one question. And they were like, sure, whatever. And then they were like, we're just really hungry, so give us a minute. And they bought out, like, all these pizzas and beers. And because I guess at the time James was sure. still drinking. <laughs> and they bought out pizzas and beers. And now I'm locked in the store with them. And I got to spend like an hour in the store at Metallica and just them talking about like guitar heroes and like. Were what you they part did of the conversation tours. with them? Like, were they talking to you or were they like talking to They were them? talking amongst themselves and with management mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But just to be in it just was like them, yeah. the coolest thing in the world. And, and at the time, I liked Metallica, but it wasn't like, oh my God, it would be my dream to be in there. But. Like, before it was all said and done, they had, like, a bunch of shit. And they're like, here, why don't you take some of these tapes? Why don't you take some of these albums? Here's some T-shirt. They started loading me up with oh my shit God, that's stuff awesome. they didn't get rid of. And I like, and they're like, going, oh, you can, like, give us a good article in the magazine. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm like, that going last really does make it a does big make difference. It does make a difference, yeah. But, again, it's not a matter of I paid, you know, 400 bucks or 800 bucks for a ticket. It was just a chance just, thing. That's it. And it felt like something more special because I didn't pay my way to get in. Like right. I just happened upon it. Right. And what question did you ask? I don't remember, man. Was it like, why is Lars such a douche? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> why do you hate Napster so much? It's the future of music. <laughs> and they're like, because we're going to go broke. We're going to have to make that horrible movie and we're going to have to expose ourselves for we're like. We're going to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to talk to Dave Mustaine again and bring him back in for a therapy session. It's going to be awful. <laughs> I think Dave Mustaine needs his own therapy all by his lonesome. <laughs> have we talked long enough? Should we get to it? Did you know? I think we should, man. All right, man. Then let's do that. Did you know? Did you know? If you have been out of the concert scene for a while, then you have probably missed out on this phenomenon that is the meet and greets, which may be a good thing. You know why? Tell me why, Tom. Because we just talked about it, because meet and greets suck. According to Forbes, (laughs) 
<laughs> According to Forbes, Miley Cyrus's VIP meet and greet package for her Bangers tour. Bangers with a Z, of course. Of course. Costs $950. That makes me fucking sick. Where if you go to any freaking Flaming Lip show, she's probably just standing there like wrapped in plastic on the side of the stage. And after it's over, she has to walk out to like <laughs> from the tiny venue to the bus anyway. You could probably grab it then for free. Which is how we met somebody from the Flaming Lips. Thank you very much. It, we did. It was awesome. Always wait by. A, don't, don't, don't. Pay the VIP stuff so those, the, yeah. those of us that <laughs> hang out back, like outside. Don't give away all the secrets. <laughs> Compare that to $650 for Justin Bieber's Believer Tour. Believe, I want to believe. And $250 for Demi Lovato's meet and greet. These are horrible people. I know, and the prices are ridiculous. <laughs> like $650 to me. You know what? I, maybe I might pay $650 to like punch Justin Bieber in the face. Like, Maybe. if that's included in the cost, like, I would be like, I might pay that. I would have paid that much to see him get roasted. But they didn't really roast him that good. Oh, my God. That whatever. was the worst roast ever. Go on. But maybe the craziest pay for perk comes from Bon Jovi's latest tour. Where for $1,875, you can take away a chair with a Bon Jovi logo on it, which is the one you sit in for the show. You get a leather bag and a catered meal. That seems like a lot. It makes me think, how can you eat during a Bon Jovi concert without having to puke in that new leather bag you just got? Unless it was like the Bon Jovi New Jersey tour, I'm not interested. Not Slippery One Wet? Well, because the New Jersey tour would probably include Slippery One Wet because it came after. Well, these concert prices these are came now. actually from the Meadowlands. Like, this is in New Jersey, like, where his most expensive prices were, which is bullshit because this is where he's from. He should be giving back instead of taking exactly, from. Exactly, <laughs> because you're a deuce John Bon Jovini, as Frank Reynolds would say. Sidebar, really quick. There was a time where somebody I was with wanted to go and see a Bon Jovi tour, and... I used to do this thing where I would stay overnight for tickets because back when I was growing up, you that's what you were did, able yeah. to sleep online for yeah. tickets to get them for the there show. There weren't no internet, kids. No, there wasn't. So I remember sleeping online, and I was like, I don't know, in the top ten people on the line. Like I was close to getting it, and then all of a sudden, and it was this was at like I don't know some record store in a mall out on Long Island, and then all of a sudden at ten o'clock they turn on, you know, the sign saying mm -hmm. tickets are now on sale. And the computers wouldn't work and they couldn't sell tickets and people in the back of the line were freaking out because they didn't realize that the computers were down and they started freaking that like it's now 10 o'clock and the stadium is probably selling right. out. There was a massive push of people to the point where I got pushed through the window of the record store. Oh my God. And got cut to shit because of it. Did you like, sue them? That's terrible. No, man, because... Like back in the 80s, it wasn't like lawsuit central like it is today. If I got pushed through, if I got pushed today, I would sue somebody. Back <laughs> then, you could get pushed through a plate glass window and people are just like, I'll give you a hand getting out of that, you know, out of the display. Like as I'm laying on top of a guitar. I would have been like, I want my Bon Jovi leather chair, goddammit. The, the, the ticket master machine never got back up online. So nobody there who slept overnight got tickets because the place sold out before. Oh, my God. That's such bullshit. And it was like crazy shit of people just like throwing garbage cans and flipping chairs. and. So. Well, rightfully so, because that is kind of bullshit. And then that was my bad Bon Jovi experience where I was like, fuck those guys, man. Like, I have no interest in anything about them whatsoever. Bye-bye. <laughs> anyway. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Since 1996, the average price of the top 100 co tours cost $26. That's according to Polestar. But since then, it has increased more than 140% to $63 for the average ticket price for a concert. One reason is the collapse of the record sales. That makes sense. Which has forced artists to rely on touring for more of their income. It does make sense. Mm -hmm. It does, but come on, man, that's... 
did, did it drop 140% because people are still on iTunes. They're still getting a cut from when they like, you know, you have like Apple Music or whatever, like uh, Spotify, right, if you pay yeah. for your subscription. They're still getting a cut of all of that. I'm sure they are. They or if they be, wouldn't yeah. be allowing their music to be played on those ven- those stations. So what these people are saying is the average concert goer can now go poor while helping to retain your favorite act's rich lifestyle. (laughs) Does no one remember the times when groups would travel around in vans because they love what they did more than money and actually had the talent to back up their low asking ticket prices? Like, it's just it's not for the love of music anymore. It's for the love of money. And when exactly. you look at these bands and see the quality of music that they're putting out, you can totally see right through the facade of you're relying on the stage show that's happening behind you. Because if you didn't have an awesome stage show and backup dancers and everything else sure. going with you and you were standing there alone on the middle of a stage like Yes does, you would never be able to pull it off, man. You would if there wasn't shit going on all around you, you would never be able to pull it off. Exactly. When you can't make a show because it is out of your tax bracket, just remember you can always pirate your favorite music guilt free. <laughs> since we now know that the decline of music sales are being covered in ticketing ticket prices and VIP packages. And that is this week's Did You Know? Did you know? There you have it. There you have it. There's our show, people. That's it. I'm 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 so angry at the I know, fact I'm that she had to go now. through that situation this past week. I mean, it's just complete bullshit that yeah. Starland Ballroom suck a dick. <laughs> like seriously, suck a huge dick, especially that security guard with the big white beard. I wish I knew your name so I can have people go down and donkey punch you. But I don't have your name. <laughs> so Anybody with a white beard, feel free to just sneak up behind them and do what you got to do. It's wrong, but if you feel the need to. Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. A little girl cried for three songs. That's all I'm saying. A little 16-year-old girl. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's show. Please feel free to check us out out on our website at highregardshow.com and you can always email us your comments to highregardshow at gmail.com and you can always tell us your horror stories of attending concerts or vip sections on social media where you can find us on all sites as high regard show yeah you can thank you everybody for listening um we'll be back next week we sure will bye everybody Saigon, our Lord took his wife, his kids, no regrets. In a time I don't remember, and a war he can't forget. He cried, forgive me for what I'd done there, cause I never meant the things I did. And give me something to believe in.